Hello, friend. You are listening to the Prayers of Rest podcast, and I'm your host, Asherita. Right now, we're in the midst of a mini-series called Refresh Your Prayer Life, and I had so many fun ideas of creative ways we can pray, and I think we'll get to those eventually, (laughs) but there just seems to be so much heavy news going on these days, and um, just talking to other friends and listeners in our community, it can really feel like the weight of human suffering and brutal oppression and just ongoing conflict can, it just feels like it can crush us. <laughs> um, and and so on the one hand, we can turn off the news and tune it out and pretend like it's not happening. Um, but is that really a faithful response <laughs> as Christians? Um, I think we know that we should be praying, uh, but how? How do we pray the news? How do we pray about what's happening in current events? Because on the other hand, if if we keep listening and watching and um, keep the the intake of bad news nonstop, um, it, it can really be depressing. So I think a faithful response and what God is calling us is not to ignore the news and not to just mindlessly take it in, but rather to allow the heavy things that are happening around us. And this is in our personal lives too, (laughs) to allow those hard things to press us to our knees before Jesus. And so what I want to share with you today um, are ways that I have been Um, learning how to pray about what's in the news. And I've heard from a number of listeners that last week's episode on praying for Afghanistan was so helpful to you because um, it gave you words to know what to pray for and how to pray for a really difficult situation. So my hope with this episode is that um, I can walk you through the process that I use as I learn how to pray through the news stories of the day, and that you can also develop your own rhythm of praying through the news. Um, so you, if you've been listening to this podcast for some time, it will come as no surprise to you that I use the acronym REST to guide my prayers. And that is recite God's goodness, express your neediness, seek his stillness, and trust his faithfulness. So first, we think about what attribute of God is most needed in this situation. So for example, when I was reading the stories about Afghanistan, um, the thought that kept coming back to mind is that God sees what is happening. God hears the cries of people who are are just brokenhearted and asking for help, and He cares. For um, the news in Haiti with the earthquake, um, God is the creator God who has compassion on all his image bearers, everyone who is suffering the after effects of a natural disaster. He enters into our sorrow when we grieve. Um, and so those are some of the attributes or characteristics of God that come to mind when I read these stories. So 
I, and, and what I encourage you to do too, is to sit quietly for a few moments and ask God to bring to mind a verse or a passage that reveals these characteristics of God, and then turn to that passage in scripture, read it over and over and over again in your Bible, and then pray about what is true about God in that passage. Recite God's goodness there. Um, if you've memorized scripture, this is where the, those Bible verses will be quick to come to mind. Um, but even if you haven't, you can Google like Bible verses about God hearing prayer or Bible verses about God's compassion for people. Um, and you can use one of those passages as well. For me, a go-to um, psalm that I pray when I I receive heavy news or, or hard news, whether from people in my life or just watching something, is Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in time of trouble. Um, the whole psalm is, is beautiful, but we start first by reciting what is true about God in this situation, reorienting our focus from the bad news to the good God who sees and holds and hears. That's the the very first thing that we do. Next, um, I I encourage you to put yourself in their shoes. So the people who are in this new story. Um, if, if you were suffering the effects of what they're going through, what would you worry about? What would keep you up at night? What would be your most pressing needs? And then express those needs to God. So for example, when we were praying for people in Afghanistan, um, probably because I, I have family members who were also persecuted, um, in Romania under communism, It's not time to get into my story, but this is so close to my heart. Um, The very first thing that I was praying for them is protection from persecution, that God would cover them with his hands and um, keep them safe from those who want to harm them. Um, I was praying for the the wives and the children and the husbands of, of people who may very well lay down their lives for Christ. And I was praying for strength and boldness that they would not deny Jesus, but that they would be faithful to the end. Um, and also praying for Jesus' return as victorious king, that he would be the one who brings all of this to an end when he restores creation. Um, for Haiti, we can pray for the provision of shelter and food and emergency medical aid, um, praying for opportunities for believers to be Jesus' hands and feet on the ground. So just by putting yourself in their shoes and trying to imagine what it would be like to live a day in the situation they're facing, that will help you to express their needs to God. Next, Uh, We sit in stillness with God, and I encourage you to center your thoughts and your heart on the passage you just read. This isn't about like emptying your mind, like um, some type of Eastern meditation, but rather focusing your mind on scripture, on truth, and on God, but just being still with him and allowing him to envelop you with a sense of his presence. As you sit with him, receive his peace, receive his love, receive his provision for you. Um, allow the assurance that he hears you, 
(laughs) Just allow that to bring your heart to a place of rest and enjoy the fellowship of God's presence with you, in you, through his spirit alive in you. And there's no like set time for how long this needs to take. It can take as long or as little as you want. Um, It really is just a gift to lay down our burden. And as Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. And so we sit in stillness with our good shepherd. Finally, um, and just to be clear, like this, we've prayed this way on the podcast. I've led prayer meetings using the rest acronym, um, but this can also be like 30 seconds, (laughs) like just saying one thing that is true about God. We recite one characteristic of his goodness. We express one need for people who are suffering. We take like 10 seconds to just breathe and be still with God. And then we move to uh, trusting his faithfulness. Like that can be done at the kitchen sink. It can be Uh, when you're in the car and you turn off the radio and you pray about the news story you just heard. like It doesn't have to be this long, drawn-out thing. (laughs) Um, This is what it means to pray without ceasing, is that we get into the habit and the rhythm of prayer. So I just wanted to clarify that. Um, So finally, what I encourage you to do is to end your time of prayer by reflecting on how the truth of God's faithfulness rewrites the narrative of this new story. Um, and that by, by that, I mean um, TV stations and websites often highlight the most gruesome or controversial news stories because they're trying to get viewers' attention. They're trying to stoke fear and anxiety to get people to keep coming back for the latest updates. But as you sit with your Heavenly Father, um, consider how is He changing your perspective of these events in light of his sovereignty. So I'll mention just a few things that come to mind for me when I, I sit in this time of prayer. Um, one thing is God's faithfulness. Like from Genesis to Revelation, the Bible reveals God's faithfulness even when people couldn't see what he was doing. I mean, think about um, Abraham and Sarah, and they were, you know, wandering, trying to find the place that God promised he would give them, and they didn't know they were going, where they were going, and yet God was still faithful and in leading them. Think about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They walked into the fiery furnace. Um, I can't imagine the terror of doing that. They didn't know how God would provide, um, but we get to see God's faithfulness. And so those testimonies of how God has been faithful then can help us um, trust that he is faithful now, even when we don't necessarily see his hand at work. And so it's an act of faith to say, God, I trust you. Like, even if I don't know what you're doing in this new story, even if I don't see your hand at work, I, I am choosing to trust that you are faithful. Um, another thing is remembering the gospel framework. So if you're familiar with the creation, fall, redemption, restoration framework, you can pray through the implications of Jesus' death and resurrection on this new story. 
Um, I feel like that's a whole nother episode (laughs) for another time, but if you're familiar with it, you'll, you'll know what I mean. Um, and the third thing that, uh, almost always is where I end my prayers is eternal hope. I mean, we are a people caught up in the great drama of soon, but not yet. (laughs) Jesus came as a suffering servant but he will return as a victorious king and he will set all things right and he will restore creation to beautiful and eternal glory and God will dwell with his people forever. Like there is just such a beautiful hope that awaits us, but we're still caught in the tension of, oh, we're not there yet. And so how does this hope influence the new story that you're praying about? And and can you declare your trust that this is the future that awaits, even though all of creation is groaning right now, waiting for Jesus' return. So again, this might sound like a long process, um, but it it actually goes much faster than it took me to explain it. (laughs) And like I said, it can be as short or as long as you want. And it's really simple to follow once you're familiar with it. So if you've been listening to this podcast, your prayer rhythms are already being formed in this way. I've heard from so many listeners who have shared that they are using the rest framework of prayer, even without thinking about it, just because you've been following along. And this is the process of prayer discipleship. So whether you're praying the news by yourself or with your children or with your small group or your entire church, um, the REST acronym can help you take a heavy burden and bring it before the God of the universe. Um, Intercede for those who are suffering and find rest for your own soul. One more thing I want to mention, um, you might find it helpful to Google how to pray for and fill in the blank with a current news story. So I've Googled how to pray for Afghanistan and how to pray for victims of sex trafficking, how to pray for government officials. Um, And I've always found blog posts that have been helpful in um, helping me like get in their shoes and and express their needs. Um, Another alternative is to use a resource like Mission Network News or The Pour Over to help you pair scripture with current news stories. Um, And if you're not familiar with those, I'll link both of those resources in the episode description. So I hope this episode has helped you learn how to pray the news. And if you could use a visual reminder of the REST prayer acronym, if you're more of a visual learner, you can download a free prayer bookmark at prayersofrest.com. And lastly, I have a favor to ask you. Um, If this podcast has been a blessing to you, would you text it to three of your friends? Or maybe you're a women's ministry leader or pastor. Just tell them one thing you love about this podcast and encourage them to listen to your favorite episode. Uh, I'm And speaking of which, (laughs) I'd love to hear your favorite episode, but I don't want to ask too much at once. So maybe we'll circle back around to that next week. Okay, friend, this has been longer than I'd planned, but I hope it's been so helpful and useful to you. So until we meet again, may you rest in God's loving presence.